Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast <laughs> with Patrick Allen and Maisie Verderam kicking us off. In the chair. She jumped right in your chair. She's prepared. She's prepared. More than I am. I thought I could do that in 45 seconds. I'm in charge now. She's the captain now. We have a new host, the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. So the Chiefs proved me wrong. That's what I wanted them to do. That's what I asked for them. I picked against them in this game because they they were playing like a bumbling, stumbling uh, Herm Edwards coach, Kansas City Chiefs, the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and I said in my review on ArrowheadAddict.com that if the Chiefs played well, they should win this game by at least 10 points. So they won it by 14 points, and they played well. And this is what happens. This is the difference between letting a team hang around by making mistakes and going out and executing and doing what you need to do. And just, just, it wasn't like the Chiefs did, the, the, the defense was tremendous, and we'll get into it, Bertram. But it wasn't like the Chiefs did anything insane in this game. They just came out, they played solid, sound, fundamental football, and let, let it be known that they're the better team, and they won 24 to 10. What are your thoughts on this one for a, a big win for Kansas City? Very. Um, I thought that was the best football game they've played. Probably since they beat the 49ers. Maybe Jackson. Although Jack, I, no, I would say the Niners because I thought even against Jackson, I'd throw the ball for three times. They didn't make any big mistakes. Like that, I said that all last week. It was like, look, I'm tired of watching them turn the ball over. I'm tired of the BS. Like, go out and have a good, crisp, clean game. They did that. They did that. They had no turnovers. The only one they even were close to having turnover on was that fluky play on special teams where it hit off Cochran. They, I thought, did everything they had to do in that game. You know, they, they, you know, defensively, I mean, the only touchdown they gave up was the game was completely over. Uh, completely over, I should say. Like, that game was beyond toast. I, I thought they played really well. I, you know, I thought offensively, look, they, you're going to have a little bit of what happened today with the drops because it's freezing outside. So, I, you know, I, I can't kill them for that. I really can't. By the way, what is going on in the Bengals? Oh, you guys like they're going to lose this game. Listen oh. to this, Verderam. So, the Bengals were beating the Patriots 22 well, to nothing at the half. Since then, here are their offensive drives in the second half. Punt, interception, touchdown, punt, missed field goal, fumble. And now the Patriots have the ball. There's two minutes and 18 seconds left. It's 22 to 18, Cincy, and uh, the Patriots are in business. That's unbelievable. Like a full meltdown. Like a, that's, that's like like a cheap true. second half of the, against the Broncos is, is basically what they're doing. They're going to have to that, hang on. That's, uh, that's wild. Look, you know what? I think uh, – oh, hold on. Got to be a dad there for a second. There we go. Um, by the way, the Vikings just hit a 61-yard field goal to win it at the gun over the Giants. Oh, what man. a kick. Oh, um, Minnesota keeps rolling. Minnesota has to be the most – Just everything's lined up in the world for Minnesota. But they, they keep winning. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to turn on that, that patch game while we're sitting there talking. Now, you yeah. know what? I really feel like for the Chiefs, they just they executed. I mean, it wasn't perfect. They had a couple drops. You know, Mahomes missed a couple throws, in largely because of how cold it was. But they really, you know, there was nothing in the game that I was like, that's just glaring and it's a problem. And, you know, there was none of that. I thought the Chiefs just played really well. 
I thought Mahomes overall, look, the guy had another three touchdowns, no turnovers. I will say one thing that will go unnoticed for the Chiefs. I thought they were phenomenal up front today. Yes. Seattle did not. I mean, other than the sack, which really gives them credit, it was a nice blitz and it was a delayed blitz. How many times has Mahomes run around? I, yeah. I mean, honestly, you count on one hand. If you even need a full hand, he was he was in a lawn chair all game. And conversely, the Chiefs had two sacks. Chiefs could have had six. They were yeah. all over Geno Smith. That was the game. That was that was the game. It was, yeah. The Chiefs were able to dominate up front, and I think that helped his MVP case. Two more touchdown passes, another one rushing. They win yeah. again. Um, and by the way, his run at the end was just ridiculous. Spectacular. I mean, how he got in the end zone is just unreal. And you could have easily – and by the way, that's first first and goal. I'm watching the game cast here uh, on the, uh, the Bengals-Patriots. Well, this is per- this would be the perfect outcome for the Chiefs. Oh, because the Bengals yeah. will be out of their minds next week. You're right, right on that right. game. If the They're Bengals, have to win it. the Bengals are still just a game back of the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have a, you know any margin for error with them for the two seed. Correct. If they lose this week and they can beat the Bills next week, everything's coming up Kansas City if they can just well, you know win out. And let it be said, so I'm assuming I've been I've been trying to follow the game. Baltimore. I believe won. They're up at two minutes left. Um, I believe they beat Atlanta. It was 17-9 with like two minutes to go in the game. Yeah. And they had the ball. Assuming I'm correct in that and Baltimore won that game, it's going to put Cincinnati in a spot where Cincinnati loses this game. If Cincinnati loses this game, they are in a wild card spot. Yeah. I mean, because they lose the breaker right now to Baltimore and they play week 18. The Bengals are going to have to beat Buffalo next week it, just to just have a shot in the division if Baltimore beats Pittsburgh on Sunday. So if you're the Chiefs, you want New England to win this in the worst way. Yeah, yeah, this is – and it is first and goal and the – boy, I think the, the Patriots are at the five-yard line. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but in the, in, the, in, in the Chiefs game, the one we're all here to celebrate, this is our uh, 12th Chiefs victory party of the year, brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company, which Verram is drinking, myself as well. We're um, to get it. Yes, yeah. Uh, dare to beer different. Our friends, give them a shout-out. Hey, do us a favor. If you're watching this now you want to support our podcast – low lift easy thing you can do reach out on twitter if you've got twitter at casey Beerco and wish him a merry christmas wish him a merry christmas tell him the airhead attic podcast sent you it'd mean the world to us if you do that if you've got a twitter um it'll keep us in business so wish at casey Beerco a merry christmas on twitter and if you're listening to this later you can do it later tomorrow's christmas after all um uh, did win just to clear they did win yeah yeah and i'm seeing first and one Ball on the Cincinnati five right now is what is showing up on the game cast, which that's, is that's sounds right. weird. Yeah, that that's, you can't ever trust the game cast. All right. So in our game, let's talk about Mahomes in this one. A little bit of an uneven game with some drops and you know, a couple little an errant throw here and there, but didn't turn the ball over, threw two touchdown passes, moved the offense for most of the day. That last play was, I think, another he's got so many of them throughout the course of the year. Um, and by the way, shout out to Bumpa for the super chat. Never thought Thanks, we would man. be this good without Tyreek. Appreciate you. But that last run by Mahomes, I mean, that's MVP stuff right there. Like you, you wouldn't have, you, you could have forgiven Mahomes in that situation if he runs out of bounds with the two. Oh, no doubt. Because no you know, a field goal wins a game too. Right, right. So I got, I was a little nervous when I saw him laying out, but he wanted to finish the game, make sure his team gets the victory and leaves no doubt. And just what an athletic play. I mean, he. I thought his hand. I was really nervous. His hand was out of bounds. It wasn't. He he needed it. He needed that hand to to keep his body off the ground so he could reach the pylon. Um, is that sort of another just one more play for you for the people that are going to be voting on the MVP to be thinking he's, about? 
He's going to be. By the way, the reason you're thinking, it was third and one. They reversed the first down for New England. They just ran for a, a yard and a half. So it's now first and goal at the five. Clock running. Cincinnati has no timeouts. They are, they are unable to stop the clock. It's going to go under a minute here. Uh, yes, I think, and, the, and it looks like the Pats just fumbled the ball. Oh, no. God so damn. the Pats are the Pats until, I mean, which, by the way, if there's ever a team that, like, all year long, you know, like, they just beat themselves every week, it's them. I'm just watching this play here, and then I'll look it back to the Chiefs since that's what we're here for. That that should be that should be born dead. He was like stop his foot progress was stopped like an hour and a half prior to that. Yeah. Okay. Carl well, Sheffer is repping that game. I uh, know he was in uh, Chicago today. Oh, okay. But Good in any event, all right. So look back to the Chiefs, because that's what we're here to talk about. I yeah. for me, Mahomes is MVP of the league. And I and I've been saying that all all season. Like I, I don't or all, all season rather. I don't understand what the argument is for Hertz. And it's not that he's not been great. Like I'm not saying he hasn't been great. What I'm saying is I don't understand the argument that he's been better than Mahomes. No way. He has not been better than Mahomes. No way. He's been worse literally in every single possible category. Like, yes, he has more rushing yards, but he 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 does not have more total yards. He doesn't have more passing yards. He doesn't have more total touchdowns. He doesn't have a better QBR. He doesn't have more passing touchdowns. He literally does nothing better than Mahomes or run the football. And while that's great, that's not a reason he's MVP over him. So yeah. I don't buy it. I don't get it. I really don't. I think it's a very, very weird metric like, to, to, to try to be like, yeah, Jalen Hurts has been better this year. No, he has. Like by no conceivable metric. And if you want to be the person, as Joy Taylor was this week, and I only use her as an example because I just saw the take. Because um, God knows she's not the only one. Who are like, well, Hurts' team is 13-1. Okay, well, Mahomes was 14-1 in 2020. And if he doesn't sit the last game, would have thrown for 5,000 yards, threw for 47 and change. Right. And 38 touchdowns to six picks, he did not win the MVP. Yeah. That's a completely fraudulent argument. It's a completely fraudulent argument. Yeah. And and it's not like it's not like the Chiefs are uh, you know, eight and eight or something. And Mahomes is having this season. <laughs> you know, they've only lost right, three right. games. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, they could be the one seed next week, depending yeah. on how it takes. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be S-O-L if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. 
Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Mahomes now has 41 touchdowns on the year. I did the math on that at the end of that game. So two more touchdowns passing the ball. Another rushing one. That gives him four rushing uh, touchdowns on the year. Just an incredible season by Mahomes with two games to play, and he'll probably have to play out the string on this. Yeah, I would. Th- the only way I th- I don't see him doing that is if is if the Chiefs are locked into the two after. Well, I shouldn't say it. they wouldn't be locked in if the Chiefs beat Denver next week. They guarantee themselves at least a top two seed because if the Bengals beat the Bills, I just make sure I'm right with that. Now, you know what? Forget everything I said for ten seconds. If the Chiefs beat the Broncos, and the Bengals lose to the Bills, the Chiefs are guaranteed a top two seed. They could move up, but they can't move down. Now, if the Bengals win, the Chiefs would go to the one, but they could drop to the three, depending upon if the Chiefs were to lose to the Raiders, and then the Bengals and the Bills both win. So if the Bengals were to lose that game, then maybe there's a world where Buffalo plays early in the day and they win, and then the Chiefs are locked in before they play the Raiders, and then they just use it as a bye week. Yeah, That would be... That would be you know the one way I could see him sitting. Other than that, yeah, he's playing. None of the none of the games are set right time wise that last week of the season. Yet. No, they all yeah. they they wait now. I don't know if now the Chiefs are going to have to play later in Vegas. I don't know if the NFL would hold the Bills back for a seeding thing because it's not like it's a division. It's not it's not a you know a playoff winner in type thing. So maybe they'd hold it back. My guess is they just play it, and if they play it at noon Central. Maybe there's a world then where the Chiefs know that, hey, the Bills won. We're sitting everybody. Or, holy crap, the Bills lost, and it's it's you know, all out to win the game. But that would be the only way I could see it happening. Yeah, and you've got – if you're looking at the standings right now, Vegas is 6-8 and eight with that Patriots loss. Steelers coming tonight, yep. Yeah, they're hanging around. The, the Raiders are hanging around right now um, with a shot, at least, to try to make the playoffs. So – Wait, did somebody say the Pats got the ball back? That game's over, right? Yeah, they got it back. The Bengals went three and out immediately. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I mean, so it's going to take not... a miracle. Mac Jones isn't yeah. exactly known for his deep ball prowess, yes. but yeah. uh, Mac Jones got the ball back. The Texans just kicked a field goal. It's 14 13, Tennessee with seven and a half to go. Wow. Boy, talk about talk about the bad quarterback Olympics in a oh, game. Oh, my God. It's not, <laughs> it not, it not pretty. At one point, I looked, I checked in on that game. It was early. But the, the the two teams had both had possessions, and the quarterbacks were combined uh, like one of four for negative five yards. It's, it's not, like Malik Willis is nine of fourteen for sixty-two yards. Yeah, and Davis uh, Mills has a pick and one hundred and nine passing yards. It is um, it is not Mahomes Allen in the playoffs. No, no. Um, you, you got to give Mike Grable some credit, though, man. I mean, he keeps that team grappy and hanging around. Yeah. He is, I gotta tell you though, man. Like I'm normally 100 with you. I'm a big Vrabel guy, but like, Jesus, man. Like you've lost four games in a row. You're falling apart. By the way, it was a lousy kick by this guy in the bangle. Uh, no, never mind. 
it was low as hell and unbelievably returnable, and the Patriots will fumble the ball right out of bounds. So oh, man. now they got to go seventy-five yards in forty-one seconds. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, look if you're if you're if you're the Titans in this game, you should you should be able. You've got Derrick Henry. You should be able to beat the you Texans. Think, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't Yeah. Um, especially after how their run defense is. But let's get back to the Chiefs. Let's get back to this game. Somebody asked. Uh, we had a super chat from uh, our guy John F. Appreciate it, yes, man. Thank you. Man. Um, uh, and Merry Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy holidays. If you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, it's a wonderful time of year. Um, and we're sending love out to, to anybody who's who's hanging out with us on Christmas Eve to talk Chiefs football. Yeah. Uh, John asked about the Chiefs defense, what we thought of that in the second half. Obviously, they struggled a little bit to stop the run. Uh, the, the Seahawks got some things going. Yep. Um, John, look, I think the Chiefs defense was tremendous today. That That team on the other side, the Chiefs are better than them, but they're a fringe playoff team. They're yeah. seven and seven coming into this matchup. You know, um, they do some things well. Walker's a good running back. And I think if you're the Chiefs, what did you want to do? You wanted to keep DK Metcalf from from hurting you anymore in the second half. They largely did that. I think maybe he had one catch in the second half. He didn't do much. He didn't do much because uh, he had, I think, six at the half and he finished he with seven for, for 10 yards. Right. One so, you know, you, you, you essentially were, you know, trying to hold on to your lead. And, and remember, the – the third quarter of that game, the Chiefs barely got a yard of offense, and the defense came out. They stopped. They stopped the the Seahawks on fourth down a couple of times. So I was pretty happy with the way that they played throughout the whole course of the game. You know, the, the, some teams are going to rack up some yards. They're going to make some things happen. Yeah, they get a garbage time touchdown, but by and large, probably the best performance this defense has had since what the Bucks game. Oh, I, I'd say since week one. I, I would say since week one. Uh, look, they played really well. I, I didn't have any problems. The second half of the game, you also got to keep in mind the third quarter on the field, the whole quarter, the Chiefs couldn't do anything on offense. No, I thought they. I honestly, I thought they were very good. I really did. I thought I can't think of one time they missed a tackle. They got a lot of pressure. They covered really well. I mean, Metcalf going for eighty-one yards when you know he's getting force-fed the ball to me is fine. After that, Parkinson had a thirty-nine-yard catch and getting garbage. Some otherwise, you had two catches for six yards. And after that, it's 32 yards, 26 yards, 19, 12. I mean, Geno averaged 5.4 yards in attempt, and that was inflated by the last drive when the Chiefs were just like, yeah, it's fine. Right. So, um, God, I, I appreciate New England's commitment to just throwing the ball three yards in bounds. God, do they stink. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, do they suck. Enjoy that, guys. You had Brady for 20 years. They just showed some Patriot fan in the stands. Looks like he's about to throw himself off the top of the building. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bud. Yeah, don't do it, man. It's Christmas. Think of your family. You know what? Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's just got to go see family. <laughs> no, I thought I thought their defense was good. I mean, I thought in the second half, yeah, there was a little more bend, don't break to it, but they got a pick. They got pressure throughout. I, I'll be honest. I thought that game was just a really solid game. I don't think it was flashy, but I thought they just played really well, and they needed to play really well. Like they, they just had too many games lately where it's like they play well for a stretch, then they fall apart, then they play like crap, then they play bad. I thought today, other than on the, on the offense in the third quarter for a little bit there, I thought they just played a really solid game. Just a yeah. really smart, intentional football game. I would have liked to see them get a little more balance in the third quarter. Kelsey, because of his one huge drive and over 100 yards again. You know, Mahomes we already talked about. Pacheco, they have this like weird thing with Pacheco that they go away from at times. But I, I really, I have very little to complain about the game. They didn't take any yeah. huge penalties. I know they had the one drive right for a half, but they played well. They really yeah. did. I mean, I really think that's just a game. You just walk away from it going, you know what? Good, solid game. Move on. Go beat Denver. I think that's all we were asking for from this team that's after it. the last couple of weeks is, you know, we know how good you are. 
we don't want to sit here on these on these post game shows and bash you and be frustrated, and mad. We want to enjoy a beer after the game. And be like, yeah, baby, nice. Enjoyed enjoyed watching the Chiefs today. We do this for entertainment. You know, a little uneven day from the receivers. Not not a lot. Only three catches for Juju Smith Schuster. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was quiet for everybody. I mean, not the MVS had no catches. Watson had a couple drops. Tony the one for eight yards on the touch pass. So. Super chat from our guy, John. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, same to you, sir. But the, the Chiefs, again, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, making plays in the passing game and in the running game. It wasn't a crazy, the, the, the second half, the, the Seahawks clamped down on the run a little bit. But boy, man, you, you got you to gotta like Pacheco heading into the playoffs, the way that he's running the football. 14 carries for 58 yards, averaged 4.1 yards per carry, was, uh, was averaging, I think, over five in the first half. And then Mahomes in an uneven day where guys weren't catching the ball and it's a kind of crummy conditions. He still finishes the day with 224 yards, an average of eight yards per pass, two touchdowns. And on that last drive, when they needed it, what did they do? Just Travis Kelsey wide open over the middle. Uh, right. when the Seahawks were, were fighting for their, their playoff lives, and that, and that has pretty much been extinguished. So all around, a great day. And how about Nick Bolton? 17 tackles in this game. Again, just was, great. was running downhill, looked like himself again. And, and another great game by Willie Gay, who uh, had a tackle for a loss, had nine tackles, and he batted that ball up that Bolton would have intercepted if not for a good play um, by a Seahawks lineman whose name escapes me. Had to play defensive back there and bat that down, but that was going right into Bolton's arms. I gotta say, what my dad actually just shot me this text, but um, it's true. We were talking about it during the game. I don't even have a sack today. Frank Clark's playing the best football he's played in like four years. Absolutely, like really, really playing well. Yeah, this defense and this team is going to go as far as that front four takes them. I, I mean, it really is. Jones has another sack today. Carl Loftus has another sack today. Dunlap played well. Had multiple plays he played well on. And Carl Loftus <laughs> had that big bat down early in the game on fourth down. Um, Clark was all over the place. But Clark, if you look at this, if you just look at the box score, you're like, Frank Clark, two tackles, two tackles for a loss. Okay. He was everywhere in that game. It's all over the place. I thought he played excellent football. And I also want to give credit because I've been all over this guy, but fair is fair, and I always try to be. Juan Thornhill played really well today. Mm-hmm. Not just – forget the interception. The interception, listen, he was in the right spot and balls missed wrong. That's fine. There was a play. It was like second and 10 or first and 10. And Kenneth Walker came up the gut, first down, and he's coming downhill. And Thornhill stuck his nose in there and and took the hit, but he knocked him to the ground. That's the kind of stuff with Juan Thornhill typically that I get on him about. Trying to arm tackle a guy, trying to maybe hit him a little hot. Juan Thornhill knew he was going to take a big hit, and he stuck in there, and he hit him anyway. Yeah. I was impressed by the way they tackled today. Somebody else just mentioned Leo Chenal, who also like, only had two tackles today. He set the edge over and over and over. That is, again, that is how if they're going to go somewhere in the plus. I don't care today they score 24 points. It doesn't matter. That offense can score 40 anytime it wants. What I care about is just defense playing better, and the offense not turning the ball over. The defense played excellent today. You couldn't ask for a better performance than that. Couldn't ask for it. And offensively, you know what? They went and stops and starts a little bit. It's zero degrees out. It's going to happen. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't have a bunch of penalties. They didn't, they didn't beat themselves. In fact, to be fair to them, I think the only penalty that was called on them all day offensively, other than one motion call, 
was the hold on Brown. That I don't think they held him, to be honest. I, I didn't see the hold. So I thought the Chiefs really did a nice job. I, I, I was very impressed by the way they played that game. Yeah, and we talked about it in our preview show on Thursday. You know, I joked that DK Metcalf was going to go for 300 yards, and, and you joked that the Chiefs wouldn't start double covering him until the second half because they, they wouldn't figure out he was good until then. If you look back, the Chiefs have just been terrible. It didn't. It hasn't mattered who they were playing. The guys are having career days against them, catching the football. The, the the Broncos couldn't score, and then Russell Wilson's throwing the ball all over the place. That was some of the reason for some of our anger directed at the team and the defense. This is a game where Geno Smith just got named to the Pro Bowl, and rightfully so. Yep. They don't they don't have Tyler Lockett, which certainly hurt the explosiveness of this offense. He's he's an excellent deep threat for them. But to hold DK Metcalf to seven receptions for 81 yards, basically shut him out in the second half, that is that is not typical for this Chiefs defense. We, we talked on Thursday about how they're not good right now, and, and we said there's still time for them to arrive. I'm not saying they've arrived. This is one game. But it is certainly a good sign. The penetration they were getting up front all day long in the run game, particularly in the first half, pressuring Geno Smith, and they were holding up on the back end. They took DK Metcalf out of the game. They are going to have to do that. They have to be better in the secondary if they want to win the Super Bowl because they're going to come across either the Dolphins or the Bills or the Bengals, and those guys got weapons all over. It's not a situation where you just take away one guy like you did in this game. They have to be better, and this is a fantastic start. A few thanks to give out. One is to uh, Wiley Possum, Super Chat, five bucks. Just tackling in general is far better today. MVP Pat C. run was ridiculous. Got that dub. Mary Cheesemus, one and all. Thanks, Wiley. Appreciate it. John F., $50 Super Chat, man. You are the man that is so generous and so kind. Thanks so much. Thanks to the great AA dialogue and occasional diatribe. We don't need one today. That's that's good. I'd like to enjoy Christmas without screaming. Uh, (laughs) Week in and week out, you guys rock. Thanks, man. Uh, well, you guys as well. By the way, uh, in Tennessee, for all those who care, the Texans just scored a touchdown. It is 19-14 Houston, 2.52 to go. So it is Malik Willis hours in Nashville as they look to win. If they do not win, they are not in first place anymore. Jacksonville will be the slotted four seed. Also a little housekeeping on the AFC playoff picture, which obviously at this point is heating up. Buffalo wins today. They clinched the AFC East. So the Bills did win they are at least a top three seed, as are the Chiefs. And then uh, Baltimore, by winning against Atlanta, clinches a playoff berth. So at this point, the three teams that have clinched in the AFC are Buffalo, Kansas City. Oh, excuse me, Cincinnati clinched on Thursday with the Jets loss. So Cincinnati and Baltimore, Buffalo and Kansas City, those four teams are in. And, of course, we will see how the rest of it shakes. But half the uh, – oh, a little more than half, four of the seven AFC teams now in. And Thomas Woods, thank you for the super chat, man. Uh, very nice of you. Really appreciate it, and happy holidays. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, you know, this is it, – it's starting to clarify a little bit if the Chargers and Dolphins do what they're supposed to do. With this Patriots yeah. loss, you're, you're, the, the Chargers and the couple of wins that they've had the last two weeks have, have, have been really clutch for them. Now sitting at 8-6 and six, along with Miami, it looks like your playoff field probably is going to be – and really, frankly, it should be Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Los Angeles, and Miami. Like that's, those are the those are those are the best teams in the AFC, um, in my opinion. Credit Doug Peterson and Jacksonville the way that they've come on 
after a little bit of a rough start. Um, Trevor Lawrence playing well. Like, does like nobody wants like look, I would love a, a cupcake game for the Chiefs in the playoffs, particularly if they have to play on wild card weekend. But like, does anybody want to see Mac Jones or Zach Wilson in the playoffs? Are they playing the Chiefs? Because yes. Yes. I don't like right. yes. Um, yes. It would be great, but it's not gonna it's probably not gonna happen here. I could be wrong. I, I think if the Chiefs went out, they're going to be the one seed. I think the Bengals are beating the Bills. The Bills pulled away at the very end of the game because the Bears just completely fell apart. The Bills have not been particularly sharp for about two months now. Now, obviously, you can say the same about the Chiefs at times. The Bills did everything they could with 10 minutes left to blow that game. I mean, f- fumble, they threw a pick. Like, they do that crap in Cincinnati, they're going to get killed. And we know because it happens to the Chiefs. Um, Two-minute warning, by the way, in Tennessee is they are at uh, about midfield. But, yeah, I think look, the question's going to be now is just seeding. I mean, I think that's the main thing. Uh, how does this all shake? If Pittsburgh wins tonight, the Chargers clinch a playoff berth by beating Indianapolis on Monday night. So they can clinch and get in. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to look at Miami, what their scenario is, if they can clinch. You know, they play tomorrow against the Packers. I'll tell you what, that's a fascinating game. Because they are going to be motivated to the hilt. The Packers got all the help in the world today. The Lions lost to Carolina. The Seahawks lost. The Giants lost. Washington's in San Francisco playing as we speak. The Packers are getting closer to a scenario where they win and they're in. And after Miami, it's Minnesota and Detroit at home. So all of a sudden, you could have like the Packers as a seven, which would be interesting. I don't know that I'd pick it. But I'm just saying you're going to have the motivation from the Packers come tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be really – it's going to be a fascinating finish. All eyes will be next week on that game against the Bengals. The Chiefs should be able to take care of business against the Broncos again. And, then of course, you're looking at that last week game against Vegas, which, look, man, the Chiefs are better. But I'm not overlooking the Raiders in that game. You They've can't because it'll be yeah. their whole season to beat them. Right, right. That's 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 all they have to play for. They would love to do it. They surely have not forgotten having a seventeen to nothing lead against the Chiefs earlier this season and blowing it. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, solid quarterback. Chiefs cannot let their guard down and just assume because the Raiders aren't a playoff team that they're going to walk in there. They need to play. If they play exactly like they did today, don't turn the ball over. Play well on special teams. Although, what the hell was happening on that play where that? I don't know who it was on the punt where the Chiefs kicked the ball. Cochran, 43. What in God's name? Did they have any clue, any situation? Didn't know where the ball was? Obviously didn't. I think I think what happened, and I'm not exonerating him, but those plays were always scary to me because you don't you don't you're not looking like if you're him, you're not looking at the ball, right? Like the only guy looking at the ball is a returner. So no. you're trying to block your guy, you're getting blocked by a guy from the side. And then you start hearing usually the, the call to get away from the ball is Peter, Peter, Peter. You start hearing a guy yell that, and you're like, where the hell do I go? Like, I don't know where the hell I'm supposed to. Am I supposed to go left? Am I supposed to go right? Like, what? So I'm not, like, saying it's so, – but he he just didn't know the ball was. That's one of those, by the way, where you got to yell out. And, and maybe Tony did. I don't know. But, like, Peter, Peter, and then, like, a direction. You know, like, hey, left, right, whatever. Luckily for them, LeMans was Johnny on the spot and fell on the ball. Um, and, and Malik Willis just threw the most hilarious interception you'll ever see in your life. And uh, 
It's not over, over, because Tennessee's got three timeouts, but uh, it's over. So, uh, well, might I add, I hope you guys are reading my picks, because I picked the Texans this week, and that was before Tannehill <laughs> was out. I just thought they'd lose even with him. They, Ray Bull looks like he's about to kill a family. So, um, <laughs> times are times are tough uh, in Tennessee. By the way, in case you're curious, because the MVP thing, a lot of people felt like if Minshew played well this week, it would hurt hurts his case. Minshew's two or two for 57 yards on his first drive. So uh, the go. Eagles are up three nothing in Dallas. There we go. Um, all right, let's give out some hardware. Who gets an arrowhead from you, Verderam, for this performance against the Seahawks? You pick a lot of guys, man. Uh, I will. I will say that for me, it's Carl Loftus. I thought he was great. Yeah, he had the sack. Also, the batted ball. He was really good against the run. I just thought he put a really good game. Like I, everything he did, I just he really did nice. And you can pick a lot of guys. I mean, you mentioned Darby. I got both seventeen tackles. Right. Nobody else in the game on either side with more than nine. Uh, but I, I thought, I thought Carl Loftus. He just keeps showing you why they took him in the first round. Like yeah. he early in the year, first two thirds, like ah yeah, he's playing well, but it's not showing up. It's showing up now. I mean, every week he's getting a sack. He's been playing great. Jesus Perez says uh, Patrick Allen picked Seattle. LOL. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. Sorry. Context matters. What did I say? I said if the Chiefs play like they have the last two weeks, and I had no reason to believe that they wouldn't. No, they context would lose. means nothing. You picked them to lose. <laughs> Let's keep in mind that I believe I picked that 27-24, so I did correctly pr- predict the Chiefs' score. Did, oh, congratulations. Don't me, yeah, don't tell me any of you thought the Chiefs' defense was going to play like that today. Don't tell me a single one oh, of God, you thought The Chiefs' that. defense didn't think they'd play like that today. Yeah, right. Um, I'm glad to be wrong. I love being wrong when I pick the Chiefs to lose, which I rarely do. If they play, if they, I'll pick them to win the rest of the season if they keep playing like this, and maybe – all the way to the Super Bowl. My um, my Arrowhead, you know, I want to give one to Legereus Sneed, who is Battled just, ass off all game. just all game. He's so good. Um, doesn't, you know, hasn't come up with a bunch of interceptions and all that, so you don't hear his name called a lot. He's critical to this team down the stretch here. And I'm going to give one to Frank Clark, man. I mean, Frank is playing hard. He's playing really hard. He's making an impact. He's been doing it for weeks now. Uh, and that is, we talked about this in the preseason that if the chiefs got the best version of Frank Clark, they were, they, they were going to be in good shape because of Chris Jones and because of the, you know, predicted, uh, ascension of George Karloftis, which seems to be starting to happen. That is excellent. So I'm giving an arrowhead to those two guys. And of course, Travis Kelsey, I mean, what do you do in this game without him? Right. Six receptions, 113 yards. He deserves one. We should just we should just automatically give him one every week, even if he doesn't have a catch. Um, just I just take a minute because, like you know, it's what is it week 15, 16? Yeah, sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. Yep, week sixteen. Um, it's week sixteen, and we have playoffs coming up. We don't have any more games the Chiefs are going to get right. We know we know they're going to get three more, and that's it. Don't forget to appreciate Travis Kelsey and that you get to watch this guy play football every week, like savor it. He's getting up there a little bit. Hopefully he plays five, six more years, but just savor that you get to watch Travis Kelsey. I know we always talk about that with Mahomes, but it's not going to last forever. And he's still playing at the top of his game. And he's just such a special player in the history of this franchise. So, uh, you know, make sure that if you don't have a Kelsey Jersey, get one now. Yeah. Look, they, um, 
just to, to piggyback off that with Kelsey. Kelsey has 800 receptions now. At least he hit 800, maybe one over. I don't know if you had – he went in with 795. He's at 801. Yeah. He ranks right now 37th all-time in NFL history for any position. And he's fifth in, in tight ends. The only tight ends who have more, Gonzalez is 1,325. Jason Witten is 1228. Um, Antonio Gates is 955. Shannon Sharp is 815. So Kelsey might beat him out for the years over. Kelsey, like, you're getting to a point with Travis Kelsey, legitimately, where you're going to be able to make a case for him as, I mean, really, almost far and away, the most decorated tight end ever. Because right now, like, if you look at Gonzalez, Gonzalez is all the numbers in the world. And then, well, I mean, he's the Chiefs. Chief fans should be thrilled. 14 Pro Bowls, six-time first-team All-Pro. Like, I don't know that Kelsey's ever beaten that out, but he won a Super Bowl. Tony didn't, for whatever that's worth to you. Like, Witten had 11 Pro Bowls, two-time first-team All-Pro. Gates, eight Pro Bowls, three-time first-team All-Pro. Now, the reason I'm, I'm really off, I'm going to get to in a second. Shannon Sharp, eight Pro Bowls, four-time first team. Kelsey, I think it's – yeah, he made the Pro Bowl this year, okay? So I'm counting that for this year. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler. They haven't announced the All-Pros. He is going to be the first-team All-Pro tight end. Unanimously, I would think. It'll be his fourth time. Like – and there's no – excuse me. There is no sign of him slowing down. Like, after today – He's got 97 catches this year, and he's up over 1,250 yards. Like, if they have to play both of these games in the year, there's, I mean, he's going to have over 100 receptions. And he's going to have, I don't know, 1,350, 400, or 1,400, maybe even if he went nuts, 1,500, and he's got 125 a game. Like, it's it's nuts. Yeah. It's unbelievable. By the way, he's, he's only had – well, only – He's had two 100 yard, 100 reception seasons in his career. He had 103 in, in 2018, had 105 in 2020. Uh, he, I mean, he's going to have a third one. You know, his his worst season with Mahomes, his worst season was last year: 92 catches and 1,125 yards and nine touchdowns. That's by a mile his worst season with Mahomes. It's impossible. Hey, do you remember? Do you remember earlier this season when that dude on Twitter was saying Mark Andrews was the best tight end in in the NFL and had been the last couple of years? Yeah, that listen. listen. <laughs> if you have a friend in the, in your life who says something like that, you need to sit him down. Say, listen, you know, Bob, there's help. There's help out there. You know, <laughs> whatever whatever the issue may be, you know, there 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 are places that will take you. Um, there are takes, and then there are bad takes, and then there's that take. Mark Andrews is terrific. Mark Andrews, like, I, if you did it by geography, if you were like, look, Kelsey is, you know, I think New York City is the best city in the country. Or let's just say it's the biggest. If Kelsey is New York City, Mark Andrews is like Albuquerque, okay? <laughs> like, he's a city, and you've heard of it, but nobody's like, man, I just need to get to Albuquerque, Okay. That's what I would describe. But by the way, the Titans, this is the saddest two-minute draw I've ever seen in my life. The Titans have literally hit the ball for a minute and change. They've moved like 17 yards, and they've been in bounds the entire time. And so now Malik Willis just fumbled the ball, picked it back up, 
got face masked, throws it downfield, somehow caught. So they're going to have a they're going to have a Hail Mary attempt from like the Texans 45 yard line. One of the more bizarre plays you'll ever see. Could be hilarious. We're going to find out. <laughs> uh, listen, um, before we get out of here, it is Christmas Eve, so we're not going to have a super long show today. I have to make a duck. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going all in. Going all it's in. I felt good about it. <laughs> listen, uh, we want to, I want to give a present to you all. You're, you're hanging out with us. It's Christmas Eve, uh, and you're watching the show supporting us and you're amazing fire in some questions fire in some questions we'll answer a few of them before we get out of here for christmas you guys run the rest of the show what do you what do you want to hear what do you want verterim to rant about let's have it uh i know it'll take a minute for the questions to start coming in because there's a little bit of a delay um but uh while we're waiting for those questions to come in this will be our we'll have shows next week but this is our last post-game show of the year um, it's been incredible. And I just want to, sh- I want to throw out a, a, a couple of thank yous. Um, I want to thank, first of all, our producer, Richard, who's absolutely in- been incredible all the time, keeping this thing up and running, keeping our discord up and running. I got to thank all of our members. You guys are absolutely incredible. If you're interested in becoming an Arrowhead Addict member and joining our community, check out the link in the description. It's a great way to support the show. Thank you to Casey Bierko, who's keeping us on the air. Um, uh, their continuous support of our show has been absolutely incredible. Give them a shout out on Twitter. Thank you to uh, Mike, Zach, to Sean Daly, to Hunter Armour, all the people behind the scenes who make the show work. Of course, our co-hosts, Adam Best and Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes, who's enjoying time with his family today. Um, and thank you to you, Vertoram, for, for being you. And uh, always just a, a pleasure to, to do our Thursday show uh, with you. Now, over we're going into our th- third year. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. Thank you to you as well. And of course, I echo all your sentiments. Uh, I feel better. Our, our esteemed uh, colleague and Matt Connor, God bless him today. He got uh, stuck in Ohio with a flat tire. That is at least no he gets, way to- at least he gets stuck in Indiana. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, but man, so what a thing to get stuck. But no, I, yeah. I agree. Um, and by the way, the Texans, they uh, they win. So nice job by the Titans. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I echo all that. And thank you to everybody who watches every week. You know, we are never, we never are, um, I'm trying to get the right word for this. We're, we're, we, we're never failing. We're, we're always surprised at how many people watch and listen to this show. I guess yeah. would be the best way to put that. Like it, you know, we'll look at like the numbers or something because that's obviously part of this. And we're like, oh my God, like how many people download it? How many people listen to it? We, when we went to the show in Kansas City, you know, we, like, hey, look, we hope we have a good crowd. We'll see how it goes. I mean, that place is packed capacity. We couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. And that's not about us. It's about all you guys. That's about <laughs> the passion of the fans in Kansas City, how much you love the Chiefs. And um, thank you for letting us be a part of your fandom. It's it's a lot of fun to do this. And it's it's so fun, too, because, like, look, obviously for all of us, like, we're only going to have, you know, one career at this. Thank God the Chiefs are as good as they are. Yeah. <laughs> this would suck so much worse if we had yeah. talked about that. They stunk every week. Yeah. So – uh, I'm very thankful to the Chiefs for not being garbage. Yes. Um, all right, let's get to some of these questions. Uh, our Christmas present you. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Olson says, uh, who do you want to match up with in the playoffs, Verderam? If we get the one seed, I could see us playing the 4-5 f- uh, winner of the Jags Chargers. Who are you looking for in the playoffs? I mean, look, they're all good teams. I think if, if that were to happen, I mean, you'd have to want Jacksonville. I-, I understand the Jaguars are playing really well, but they're not any of those teams. I'm sorry. 
I will say this. I think, honestly, right now, the weakest team in the AFC playoffs, in my opinion, is Baltimore. Baltimore is just not that good. Okay. Yeah. You respect them because of their coach, and you respect them because Lamar is very unique. And um, it's it's one of those things where if he has a game where you really are having trouble with him, like you could really have trouble. But they've just not been good in the playoffs. I think they're very one-dimensional. Like If I'm the Chiefs, I wouldn't mind playing them. I also will say Miami would scare you because of the receivers and obviously like the whole Tyree Hill factor of it. I think the Chiefs would kill Miami. I just don't think Miami can stop them. And two has come back to earth in a big way here these last handful of games. Like I, I think Miami would score some points, but I don't think they'd beat the Chiefs. So I guess if you said to me, you know, who are the teams you feel like, unless the Chiefs really pissed their pants, they'd beat like Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, to me are three games. Like the Chiefs should win those games. The Chiefs should win those games. If they lose – it's largely because they just didn't play well more than anything else. All right. Uh, next one comes in. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Maxwell says, are the Bills going to lose any games remaining? Maxwell, yeah, I think uh, I think Verham and I agree on this one. We think they're going to lose to Cincinnati. Yes. They can beat Cincinnati, but the Bills are not playing to the to their potential right now. They've lost Vaughn Miller and Cincinnati's, uh, other than this meltdown against the Patriots where they almost blew the game, they're just blazing hot on offense. Also, if you're the Bengals, like you're playing for a lot right now, you know you're. And, and so are the, I'm not saying the Bills aren't, but but if you're the Bengals, in a weird way, like the game almost doesn't matter if you're the Bengals if the Ravens beat Pittsburgh because then either way you're going to have to win Week 18. Um. But if if the Bengal if the Bengals are watching that Baltimore Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh beats them. The Bengals can clinch the division. That said, the Bengals are going to play their asses off either way. Like they're going to want to win. They're going to want to go. Out. I, I think I think the Bills are in a lot of trouble in that game because the Bills are a lot like the Chiefs. They have these games where they look unstoppable, and then they have these other games where they just you're like what happened? Like, what the hell is that? The Bills can certainly win, but the one thing with the Bills lately, defensively. Not exactly a juggernaut. Now, they played, to be fair to them, they played better today, but the, the Bears have no passing attack, like none. Um, You know, the, the Bears are going to be just, Justin Fields, and that's pretty much it. Um, And, and you know, today the, the Bears couldn't do anything. The Bills played really well. But against against a real high-powered offense, without Miller, you know, Dane Jackson's been bad down the stretch. I, I could definitely see that being a game where the Bengals find the way. And I think the Bengals will find the way. If it was in Buffalo, I'd pick Buffalo. But being in Cincinnati, I, I would take the Bengals. Burnett Music Foundation asked, is the AFC stronger than the NFC? I don't think there's any question. Like, by, by a lot. Yeah, by a yeah. lot. I mean, I, to me, here's my thing. Everybody agrees, oh, the Niners are like the second best team. I have a lot of respect for the Niners. Brock Purdy in the AFC, are you kidding me? I mean <laughs> – one of the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills would absolutely annihilate them in a playoff game. Like I, I'm sorry. It's because it's all fun and game. Everybody like wants to make it a story. Any of those teams would annihilate San Francisco with Brock Purdy. I, I just you got to get big play. And Dallas, by the way, would be an absolute hood ornament in the AFC. Yeah. Any of those teams would just unload on the Cowboys. I, 
Philadelphia to me is the only team that like they're they're really good. And even them, like they've played no quarterbacks all year long. But like they, they to me are really good. And I and I think the Niners have a great roster, but with that quarterback, I'm sorry. You're telling me Brock Purdy's beating Burrow, Allen, or Mahomes in a Super Bowl? Right. God bless, man. He does it. It's one of the great stories ever. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Jesus Perez says, sit Patrick in week 18. Jesus, I I mean, I don't think they can. Um, unless they lose next week or something and they end up getting locked in somehow. Right, right. I mean, if they're locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want anybody getting hurt. The Chiefs have been pretty healthy. Um, another question from uh, – this one's from John F., uh, Leo Chanel uh, was a beast blitzing the quarterback in college. Why isn't Kansas City using him as a blitzer instead of playing read and react? It's a fair question. He was very good as a blitzer. Um, I think because they use him a lot on rushing downs, so it's a lot of like that's what he's going to be doing. He's just going to be reading and reacting. But I got to say, if you're a big Chanel guy, like he's played well recently. Like He's been very good against the run. The only the only thing I will say is it has nothing to do with Leo Chanel. Drives me insane that they take Willie Gay off the field on third down. Drives me out of my mind. But that's for another day and another time. It's a holiday. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, Chanel's played really well, but I think that's why. He's just not on the field on a lot of obvious passing downs. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the reason. Um, I think it's just more so just the situation than anything else. I think they're using him right. He's, he's a later pick. He's a guy who – probably need some seasoning right that you're bringing along you want to use situationally right now don't you got gay you got nick bolton you got a bunch of other really good players not too much too fast for chanel um uh, by the way super super chat from from darren hattie appreciate you i don't know if i caught that one earlier um question is ceh coming back he can if he's healthy have you heard anything vertoram on his health status he can but i gotta tell you and i, and I hope he's healthy and i've not heard anything if you're the Chiefs, I mean, why? Like, for what purpose? I'm not trying to denigrate. That. I'm really not. Pacheco is clearly the guy on this team at this point as, as the main feature running back. Like, he's just better than him. And McKinnon is having a great year for the Chiefs. Like, I, I know statistically you're not, like, blown away by Jarek McKinnon. He does everything. He's a good runner. He's a great pass blocker. He He's so good – Doing all the little and today again, like he only had five rushes for seven yards, did nothing. Three catches, 31 yards, had a touchdown. Like, there you have such a good back and forth going right now with him and, and Pacheco. I think even if CH comes back, I don't think he's coming back. Back if you get my my drift, yeah, I don't think he'll be, he won't be seeing any more carries than. Than Ronald Jones is right if he ends up supplanting Ronald Jones. Yeah, in that yeah I, I, I think and I think he would, but I think it would just be like, hey, here's a carrier too. Like if you're the Chiefs, you're declining his option after. I wonder if you're the Chiefs, you trade him after this year. Honestly, even if you could get like a mid round, like like when I say mid, I mean like fifth round, something like that, like a later round pick, you might just do it. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, like what do you need him for? Yeah. And if he's vulturing carries from Pacheco, what good is that? Look, nothing at see He is not Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> That no. run that Pacheco made on that swing pass, a screen pass he caught, I mean, CH could do that in a million years. He put his foot in the ground two different times and just torched the guy and then just ran right past him for 30 yards. Yeah. Nobody's doing that in that backfield other than him. Yeah, and there's no reason to pick up that fifth-year option. It's expensive. 
you, you know, and you, you get that off the books. And with all due respect to CEH, they can find somebody, they can find a, he's a replacement level back. That's what he is right now. And it, it is career. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's, that's what he is. Um, let's see. It's got another question here. Um, if you had to pick one, this one's from, from, from John Bierbauer. If you had to pick one, what's been your favorite win so far this season? Mine was Raiders comeback when on Monday night football. That was a fun one. The Niners. The Niners. Yeah. I mean them, the bills and the Bengals to me are the three best teams we've played all year because they caught the Niners at that point, pretty healthy. And with Garoppolo and they, they destroyed. I mean, that game, they, people forget in that game, they turn the ball over twice and missed a field goal and scored 44 points on the road against the Niners. Yeah. That game was a murder. If they could ever bottle that and do that in the playoffs, they will win the Super Bowl. Like, that's just insane. There's, that's why with them, as frustrated as I get, I have a lot of respect for Buffalo and Cincinnati. Those teams are not going in there hanging 44 on San Francisco. That's why the Chiefs sometimes, man, when they really get going, you're like, it, they just, it's like, just get out of the way. Yeah. They yeah. have a gear. Look, the Chiefs have a lower floor at times because of the mistakes they make. Nobody has higher a uh, higher gear than the Chiefs. When the Chiefs really get going, I mean, it's just – like even today. Look, the Bills won. I give them a lot of credit, right? They went out. It's a tough game because of the weather. They win. I mean, Allen was 15-26 to 26 for 172 yards. He did throw two touchdowns, but he throws two picks. Like, he is he has not played well very often going for – I thought he played great against Miami. Good, all the credit in the world there. He was not good against the Jets. He was he was fine against New England. I would say that he played a good game that game. He had a couple of great plays mixed in. The Detroit game, he was okay. He had another pick. He did, he, did, he did score three touchdowns. Browns game, he was okay. Vikings game, he was bad. Jets game, he was bad. Packers game, he was pretty bad. Like, he's got a couple. Like the Dolphins game, I thought he played very well against the Dolphins. He played pretty well against New England. But... Like, they have not hit that gear I thought they'd hit. And by the way, I will say it's the Bills because it obviously matters here for the Chiefs. Like, Diggs has had a great year. You're only two for 26 today. Nobody else on that team's done anything this season catching the football. I mean, everybody and their mother thought Davis was just going to have an unbelievable season for them. Gabe Davis, after today, has 797 yards. Like, he's fine, but Number he's not. Doing right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not, he's not T. Higgins. No, like Dawson Knox doesn't even have 500 yards. I mean, everybody's, right. look, put it this way everybody's been killing MVS. MVS is basically Gabriel Davis this year. Yeah. It's pretty much what he is. Like, even the same style. Like, same, I mean, none of those guys on Buffalo, other than Diggs, it's Allen and it's Diggs. And it's pretty much like maybe you get a game from Davis here or there. Maybe you get a game from Knox. But like, Really, it has been a lot of like, yeah, he's all right, you know, and that it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, Tone asks, uh, do we really need Blake Bell? Tone, I would say, yeah, uh, you know, there's a reason he's on the team. There's a reason the Chiefs bring him back, and I think we'll see as he gets more snaps and is healthy, he can block. Right, they utilize him in the run game, short yardage, extra help and pass protection. They want to help out Wiley over there. They want to help Orlando Brown out with some extra chipping. Um, he's he's the best blocker of the tight ends that you have on the roster. I think he could be really impactful for the Chiefs down the stretch. Another one 
for you, Verderam, is um, will uh, will Snead break the single season tackle record for a cornerback? What is the record? Does anybody know? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I must be no close. <laughs> I will say as I as I stall for time here. Um, Matt Derrick does a great job covering the Chiefs. He says uh, Lejarius Snead told me, Matt Derrick. The Chiefs Bagnolo asked him on Monday, are you up for the challenge of traveling with DK Metcalf? And Snead said he was ready for the challenge. Metcalf, after the game, told Snead he had a lot of respect for him. Um, I, I don't know what the record is for corner tackles. Now, for the record, uh, for the record, Snead, how many tackles do you have today? Looks Barry Church with 107. He was a safety. Let's see. Um, yeah, this this is on uh, defensive back here. I need a uh, – what's the top cornerback? Uh, Rashad Jones. Okay. Rashad Jones with 106 in 2015. Well, if that's the case, he's going to break the record because he's at 102 right now. That's amazing. Good catch. I didn't know that, that, that he was close to that. He's – we talk about it all the time. I feel it's the most underrated part of his game, how willing of a tackler he, a tackler he is, how solid of a tackler he is for the Chiefs. A lot of cornerbacks, man, they don't want any part of tackling no. running backs, you know, tight ends. Like, they don't they don't want to get hit, and that is not Legereus Snead. So what I'm seeing here is I think – Okay, so Barry Church holds the record for most solo tackles, 107. Now, if you're going by solo tackles, Snead has see, five today. He has uh, – let me just be fair here. No, he has 71. He has no shot. Uh, now, if you're going by combined tackles, tackles and assists – Church also has the record along with Rashad Jones, 135. Not, he, no, he's not going to get the record. That being said, I mean, he's going to be in the top, I don't know, I mean, top 30 ever, top 25. I mean, he's having, he's having a great year. I thought he was the biggest pro ball snub that they had. I thought of all the guys, he was usually the biggest one. Yeah, you would have on – I mean, I would have wanted to swap Orlando Brown Jr. and, and Snead out. That was um, – interesting decision. Yeah. That name no. recognition is a real thing, folks. Yeah. Um, we got another super chat from our guy, TPT Chiefs Football Podcast. Uh, if the Chiefs play, D plays like this, they win the Super Bowl. But big if, agreed. I mean, agreed. Um, yeah, if they no, no. play that well, they win. Uh, LS wants to know if Mahomes is going to have over 5,000 yards this year, break Manning's record. He's not breaking Manning's record. No, but he's gonna have over five thousand yards. I mean, hell, he almost does now, doesn't he? Yeah, he. Well, he think, think he had like forty seven something coming into the day. Threw for another two hundred and twenty four. Do for two twenty four today. He's at. Uh, he's gonna have. He's at now forty seven. Forty seven twenty. Okay, I mean, he yeah, was, he's, yeah, he's the, like the only way he doesn't. By the way, Minshew just threw a pick, and then Prescott took like a twelve yard sack. Um. <laughs> The only way he won't is if by some chance he gets held down by Denver and then they just sit him against the Raiders. I wonder, though, if they entered that Raiders game, even if it meant nothing to him, and he needed like 50 yards for 5,000, if they would just be like, look, we're going to throw a bunch of safe stuff and just get you to 50 and then get you out of the game. Yeah. You know, I assume doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not going to – Manning's is is out of reach at this point, um, yeah, which is – 
an incredible feat. I mean, hard to be even in a 17 game season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here in the chat. Oh, Vlad says, uh, Merry Christmas. Same to you, sir. Um, Latrell says Snead is great. Chiefs have to pay some of these guys eventually. Yeah. But they're going to have a ton of cap space. Uh, Latrell, a ton of cap space coming up, which yep. is, should be very exciting. He's right. So they're going to have to pay Snead. Snead's the one corner. Like they've kind of had a history of letting those guys walk. And I get it. Like, they haven't had a guy that really had to pay. They got to pay Sneed. Sneed. Yeah. Sneed you know, listen, he's probably going to get $15 million a year. He deserves it. I mean, he's, he's a terrific player, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Toast says, Travis Kelsey just gave Coach Reed a present in the locker room, a Nike shoebox with a cheeseburger in it. That's hilarious. Well, I, I got to find the video of that. that, I, that was, actually, I see it right now. Just that's there. amazing. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, I got to make a duck. Um, my beer is empty. I need to celebrate a, a, a Chiefs victory and, uh, and 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 Christmas Eve with my family. So, you, what, what do you got tonight going, Veram? A ham? Uh, I have, so I have nothing. I um I think my sister in law is over with her her son. Um, her, my in laws might come over. We had so Christmas Eve Eve is the day that my buddy and I created because oh, you know named because we have a. We have a love for Christmas, and I can't stand that Christmas we're forced to hang out with people we don't like to even see, um, most of all my mother's side of the family. So, like, look, we got to figure out a way to hang out with family and friends. And that's what we did. So we created Christmas Eve Eve and started out as a kind of a joke with, like, eight or nine of us. It was, like, our girlfriends and, like, a couple of friends. We had everybody over yesterday. Uh, I think it was, like, 36 people. So Whoa. we had – we have so much food left. It's unbelievable. Um, and everybody left their beer here. So look out. Uh-oh. I am. I got about 200 beers sitting in the fridge and uh, and then the refrigerator. Or excuse me, in the uh, garage, which feels like a refrigerator. So uh, look out. I, uh, I'm i set. I got Casey beer. I got Line and Kugels. I got Modelo. Uh, what do you want? I got it. So uh, I'm good to go. I'm ready to party. One thing before we go, Verderam, in the Christmas spirit, can you just say one nice thing about Carl Cheffers? Um, no. <laughs> I love it. No, I can't. Carl Cheffers should, should not have a job. It is the most embarrassing officiating week in and week out. If the Chiefs see him in a playoff game, you are going to hear a rant like he's never heard in your life. Oh, man. I, I, I can't say That guy, No. I have nothing I say about him. So I'll leave it at that. It's a holiday. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for your support this year. Have a wonderful, happy, happy Christmas or whatever you celebrate. Uh, Thank you so much again for watching our show here on Christmas Eve. For producer Richard, for Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. We will see you guys next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.